0: Welcome to The Upshot, a podcast for dads who try, for dads who are thinking about their legacy and don't want to miss out on all that fatherhood has to offer. I'm Kyle. I'll be joined by my good friend Shane, and we're excited to jump into today's conversation. It's been a morning.
1: (laughs) It has been a morning. If only people could see what we've been putting up with this morning, Kyle. I'm surprised this podcast is happening today. We need some bloopers. Oh my gosh. I think I'm a living blooper. (laughs) But I'm glad to be here with you and that we finally got this all figured out I'm surprised that Luke still volunteers to be our producer after He's he watches what we do every morning.
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah. Thank so, you Luke. Yes,
1: Luke. Thank you. Um, when you see a car crash, you're supposed to stop and help.
0: Yes <laughs> <laughs> But but
1: but what if you see it crash over and over and over again? <laughs> yeah. At what point do you just drive by? I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. You just won't be here. <laughs> just won't show. Uh, Kyle, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Yeah, you just went to the beach, I'm right? A little tired. We just got home from the beach. Yeah. You know, it's a 12 hour drive turned 15 hours with two kids. You know.
1: Oh, you took the kids too. I thought it was just you and Jessica. Oh no,
0: this is a whole family. Oh,
1: was it whole still a vacation? Trip?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, good. It did. was work, good. but it was it was uh, it was really good. Went to the, like the 30A Rosemary area yeah. of Florida and um, met up with some friends who we had not spent a whole lot of time with before. They,
1: they were practically strangers is what Practi- I think your wife yes. described to me. So you went on a vacation you stayed with
0: strangers. Yeah. And That's it was, amazing. And it was great. Cool. Kids loved it. Yeah. Loved each other. Behaved mostly well. It was <laughs> awesome.
1: Did these strangers have kids?
0: They have two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. ours are two and four. Theirs were two and three. And that's amazing. So, yeah.
1: Isn't it crazy how kids, like, they, there's no, at least from my children's perspective, if they find kids that are kind of like them in age, sometimes not even, like, there are no barriers to, <laughs> to friendship. They'll just go out and build sandcastle together the moment they
0: see It each other. just happens. Yes, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I wish yeah. I could do that sometimes. Our kids took a, you know, it was a little bit of a warm-up sure. period, but, I, you know, after that, but
1: the level of trust that they have with,
0: yeah, stranger kids. Yeah, is Lucy kept walking around. Um, so the other kids' names were uh, Boone and Olive. Boone and Olive. Boone and Olive. I like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lucy would be like, "My Boone, <laughs> 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 my Olive." Oh, that's and so we so were like, "It's pretty cute." Yeah. You know, um, so we had we had a really really good time. Got back really late last night. Lucy walks into the house and like lays right on the floor on the hardwood. Just uh, she's done. Just checked out right this in front the of the spot. door. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, yeah. And t- then they were still mm-hmm. sleeping this morning, so that's great. Hopefully, we're good. Brought home a few seashells to take to school
1: oh. for uh,
0: you know a little show and tell. Yeah. And,
1: and then what do you do with the seashells? Because the kids will want to keep them forever. How do you like? How do you how do you take things away f- or make things you tell disappear? Me. <laughs>
0: this um, is the plan is to leave it in her room until it kind of disappears. She no longer on her thinks own. about
1: it. Well, this might not be the right parenting trick, but we think our kids need to learn disappointment and learn disappointment early.
0: <laughs> so do you take it from them? We just
1: like, hey, that seashell's going in the trash. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Uh, again, not saying it's the right parenting do you, do technique. Do you
0: make them throw it away?
1: No. Well, maybe sometimes. It yeah. depends on what it is. Yeah? Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that just gets thrown out.
0: My, uh, my, My sister-in-law was trying to break one of her kids from the pacifier. Yeah. And had the child, you know, had my nephew walk to the toilet and he had to drop it in the toilet and flush it no. and wave it bye-bye. Oh my god. And it was gone. Okay,
1: I don't know if that's the right parenting <laughs> technique. There's some counseling in that kid's future. <laughs> I just like, want
0: hopefully that dad knows. You know, tear shed a <laughs> yeah. few tears. Oh, okay. And, but then when he wanted it, he was like, "Remember you flushed it down? The, you flushed it down the potty." And he was like, "Oh yeah."
1: You want to hear the that's most it. amazing like, my, my wife is incredible, and she's, she's done some in- incredible things the way she's parented our kids. And, and we're not perfect, but <coughs> you want to hear how she, she handled the pacifier? So each one of our kids got a, a blanket, which they called B when they were little. So when they'd go to bed, they'd have, and it was a handkerchief. Okay. Small. Yep. I mean, our kids are really small to begin with. So small handkerchief is like a blanket to other normal-sized children. Um, so they could only get the pacifier or, you know, put their thumb in their mouth when they had their B. The, the two went okay. together. Okay. So it, the kids learned to equate, I can have the pacifier of the thumb in my mouth when I have my B. So when they went to bed, uh-huh. B in one hand, thumb, and uh-huh. it was like security. Well, when they got to a certain age, we prepared them for like, you are becoming, like you're moving into closer to adulthood, but you're a big boy now. Right. And so when you become a big boy, I can't remember the age. Elena would get, she'd be like, well, I can't remember these things. <laughs> Terrible memory. Ah, oh. She's not going to listen. I know. <laughs> She's not going to listen. So whether it was three or four or five, there was like this ceremony where we would like, okay, you're a big boy. You don't need the bee anymore, but we'll give it back to you when you're 12. And they like bought this. They're like, this is great. This is a cer- this is like a ceremony. I'm moving into big boyhood. And when we took the bee away, guess what they never did again?
0: Suck their thumb. No, yeah. it was
1: just a natural response.
0: Like you never caught them like,
1: wow no they kind of like put the two together huh. my wife it's amazing guess what they don't really care about when they're 12
0: their bees yeah has now anybody they, asked oh no for they've one?
1: got their bees back which is fun because it's like it's like a memory to them so you, you follow totally through i thought it was oh yeah just gonna no be like we a, kept a, their bees yeah, yeah. Huh. but i'm telling you the transition from no longer using a pacifier and thumb was wow incredible and i look at my wife like where would you come up with these crazy things They're amazing
0: that's great yeah well my um my other niece they couldn't get the thumb sucking like it it just kept going oh, and going yeah. and going and going. So they found a uh, fingernail polish Oh yeah. that's supposed to technique. burn the tongue a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> One time. yeah, <laughs> She it's was am- done. <laughs> it's amazing
1: what pain can do. <clears throat> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We haven't crossed that uh, bridge yet.
1: Yeah, it's coming. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what are we talking about today, by the way?
0: The idea of like, sometimes in life we feel stuck, oh. whether that's with, uh, you know, with our with our kids, with in our marriage, at work, I think yeah. as men, like uh, sometimes, you know, I, I was talking to a couple of guys in the last couple of weeks, and that was the theme. Was like, I'm just stuck. Yeah, and they wouldn't say that in the moment, but it's like, uh, I need to make some decisions because what is happening in my life right now is not working. Hmm. Um, you know that you know the there's more money going out than there is coming in. There is. Um, but I'm really happy, comfortable with my job. All of the stuff at home is the flexibility. Everything is the way it needs to be, but this just is not working. Or, um, you know, adding a new kid into the family and uh, Mm -hmm. the adjustments to the new family dynamics and just... Whatever the effort level of effort is, it's just yeah. not enough. Or and maybe I think doing stuff.
1: yeah, there's times when you know I think we as men can get filled with regret decisions we've made yeah. that didn't turn out the way we thought they would, or we get to that midlife crisis age where we where we just think, hey, things aren't going the way that I hope they would go,
0: right? And we can feel stuck. Just a deep level of uh, discontentment. Yeah, we're not unsatisfied. Sure. Uh, and a lot of times I think uh, you know when I think about seasons where I felt stuck, it's like I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know when this stu- happened. I don't know why. You just wake mm. up and you're like, "This is just off." Yeah. Sometimes it takes you even a while to yep.
1: articulate.
0: Yeah. I'm stuck. Yep.
1: Can you think, think of so. a story that you were like physically stuck?
0: Yeah. <laughs> even just you know, I know I have one in mind, but I'm I'm flooded with stuck memories <laughs> yes. now. Yes. Uh, Some not appropriate. Um, but one, you know, one time there was a there was a time where me and a buddy. Um, we borrowed, my younger brother had a boat. Mm-hmm. He like, uh, was working for this lady and part of his payment was getting a boat yeah. and it was an old bass boat and it, you know, the red flag number one should have been like, this was a free boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a know? pretty good red flag. But we're <laughs> like, okay, well, we'll take this boat out onto the lake. This is in West Texas, uh, in early summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we take this boat out, um, in the evening you know, after dinner, uh, where you're supposed to have a couple of hours of daylight. And so we take the boat out to the lake. Um, and then we're on the other side of the lake, no problems. We're hanging out. And, uh, well, the sk- the sky starts turning a little dark. And, yeah. you know, and, and out there, like, storms can happen quickly. And they're usually severe, um, mm-hmm. with thunder and hail and all the fun stuff. And so, uh, we're like, well, we should probably get going, uh, about the same time. We saw something like, uh, swimming in the, in the lake. We're oh. kind of near some grassy reed area. This is Texas. Like, this is, um, yeah. that looks like a little baby snake. <laughs> I wonder what kind. Delightful. About that time it, it gets to like the, the, the engine and yeah. the motor and up into swims up the motor. And then, oh look! There's a little tiny rattle on the end of that thing. <laughs> That's a baby rattlesnake. It's, it's like in hunting the boat you guys. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh a little bit of a snakes on a plane moment. And so, uh, that was about the time we we're like, I think we need to head out. It's yeah. time to get windy, and uh, the the motor won't start oh, no. on the free boat. And so it would require us to. So if somebody's watching, like, where did the snake go? And the other one's like trying to get the 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 motor to start. So then it required. Um, well, we need to take the case of the top of the motor off, yeah, so that we can pull start this thing. Uh-huh. But that's where the baby rattlesnake is. No, <laughs> like it's in there somewhere. Shut we don't up. know where it is. It went is. in the motor. It's in the motor house. What? Yeah, it came up the the propeller into the motor. So See, we're taking I just this jump thing off. off the boat
1: <laughs> and swim to shore. At that point, call it a lost boat. It's free.
0: It was free. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Sorry, brother. <laughs> I'll go get you another free boat. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'll
1: Craigslist you a boat. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, um, it was an adventure getting home. But you were able to pull start it. We pull started it, made our way home. Uh, still didn't know where the snake went. Yeah, uh, pulling it out, you know, having my truck down, we pulled it out. A snake drops back out oh, on the. So so the snake was in the in the boat with us the entire way Texas. back. Um, yes. My mom was like terrified. She couldn't get a hold of me because my oh, I don't know yeah, my phone wasn't yeah, ringing. Yeah. Uh, but. Don't worry, the, the lake patrol was calling me the entire time <laughs> <laughs> because she had called them. That's a good mom right there. Uh, so hail, thunder, rattlesnakes. You survived. On a boat. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I like it. It's a good story. What about you? Physically stuck somewhere. I don't have any
1: snakes on a boat stories, but um, I think I've shared, my wife and I, we had, we had four boys like back to back to back to back over five years, and we loved to take them camping. And so we were on one camping trip. I think we were just down in Bastrop. Um, (coughs) this was before the fires went through those parks. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. And, uh, for dinner, we had Frito pie. We love Frito pie. We had Frito pie all the time as a family. And then following Frito pie, we had s'mores. Um, we learned later that night that when it comes to children, s'mores and Frito pie are not a very good combination. So Mm. we're all, we're all in this one big tent. There's me and my wife and our, our four little boys and, um, (coughs) middle of the night. I think Elena had just finished nursing our youngest one, Nathan, at the time. And we hear Jonah say the scariest words that any parent wants to hear at like three in the morning in the middle of a tent. I think I feel sick. <laughs> and wow. we did not react fast enough. And we start hearing... Him like he's vomiting. It's so just like, and I. Everybody's
0: in the same tent. We're
1: all in the same tent. It's dark. You can't see anything, but you can hear it, oh. <laughs> and you you hear it splatting, hitting oh. things. So I'm jumping out of my sleeping bag as fast as I can. I grab Jonah, and I'm I literally throw him out of the tent as quickly as I can, and yeah. he's like continuing to release Frito pie and mm. sm- s'mores, and you can just imagine. The smell and the look of the
0: spray. Yeah. And what's
1: what what Frito pie mixed with s'mores. (laughs) Like I can never look at s'mores and Frito pie the same way again. Um, So we take care of Jonah, my wife and I, we look, our other three boys slept through the whole thing. So we look back into the tent (laughs) and there is like a trail of vomit that goes like Matthew is sleeping. And he's got a trail of vomit like across his <laughs> across his, his whole body. It's just all over the walls, all over the floor, all over everything. I'm like Jonah tried his best to make sure that every tent experienced what he had to experience, or every sleeping bag, every every body, everything mm. in that tent experienced what he experienced coming out of him. And so my wife and I, it's like, again, it's like four in the morning. Mm. There's there's campers all around us. Jonah's crying. Kids are starting to rustle, and you can't keep four. Mm-mm. So it's like we, we felt stuck. Like, what what do we do in this moment? Mm. And so I'm like, we can't clean it. It's just an utter mess. We have four boys that are going to wake up everybody within a mile of us. I, I said, we're leaving. <laughs> I, I didn't even tear down the tent. Just
0: everyone <laughs> left, get in the car. I'll come back later. Yeah.
1: I left everything as is. Kids, we're going. So like Matthew's waking up with vomit across oh. his whole body. And so we cleaned up the kids, got in the minivan and headed home. I literally like pulled in the driveway, dropped them Cheeked off. Them all out and you had turned to go around back. and drove an hour drive back to clean mm. up that mess. But that was like, like in that moment we felt stuck. Oh, and there's nice. just like, what do we do? Yeah. And one, one thing we've never, ever done again is the combination. Of
0: <laughs> Frito-Pie Frito S'mores. Frito-Pie and
1: S'mores. Parents don't ever do it. You no. know, I'm thinking,
0: like, because uh, you're stuck, like, physically. You guys were stuck out yeah. there. Like, the, but I think, like, the social pressure, that, that piece, that, like, hey. We have to be quiet-ish oh, yeah. this whole time. That would be, I think, the worst part of that experience. I mean, I don't know if it's the worst. Well, I but think that, that's an added element that's like...
1: Yes. Well, and like crazy. understanding our, wi- our unique wiring. Like my wife, she's a strong, confident... Woman who is not necessarily afraid of upsetting other individuals in certain situations like she'd be like look our, our kid has Vomit all over him. I think other families will relate <coughs> and understand that we have a situation over here And if we wake them up, they'll understand whereas I'm like Sometimes can be the insecure people mm-hmm. pleaser and I don't want to bother anyone Yeah, and like those two sometimes they can really bang heads or those two can really compliment each other Well, yeah. and so I, part of my wanting to like get out of there came from this place of unhealth where I don't want to disturb anybody else. Right. So. Yeah. So physically being stuck. Do you want
0: to go get some s'mores?
1: No. <laughs> it took me a while, a long time to even consider eating a s'more again. Just want you to know. It's horrible. <clears throat> oh my gosh. But I think going back to being stuck, like, yeah, it was funny... You know, we, we talked about doing this topic and I went and looked for, I wonder if there are resources out there that can mm-hmm. help us with what do we do when we're stuck? So I just Googled, hey, what, what do we do as, as men when we get stuck? And I was overwhelmed and yeah. su- and surprised by the amount of articles, blog posts, yeah. forums where men can relate to this idea of being stuck.
0: Yeah, I, d- I did some Googling too, that same phrase. Mm-hmm. And uh, like so many Reddit threads in like the dad channels on Reddit of like why do I feel this way? Yeah. What do I do? Send me your tips, tricks, like how how do you how do I navigate this? This is a this is the first time. Yeah. Or or first time that I it's bothered me enough to like I, I need to make a change. Yeah. You know?
1: So I'm why like, do we feel this way, Kyle? Like what is it what is it that causes us to get that point where we feel stuck?
0: It's a good question. <laughs>
1: Luke, you I got an answer? So. <laughs>
0: No, I think uh it, when I look at seasons where i've actually felt stuck i'm I'm in kind of coming out of one right now um, I think it's a a symptom of for me uh the best way I know how to talk about it is where my experience doesn't align with like my value and so even when we with the things that I value um, mm. so if we think about like the upshot in general you know we're we're trying to have conversations here um, for dads who want to improve their upshot their legacy of the end game what what's the eventual outcome of this whole fatherhood journey as as men um when we have a clear picture of that and then we wake up one day and we're like this is not i'm not on the path mm-hmm. or there are certain things that have derailed me or are preventing me from fully living into that um or finding contentment in that journey or satisfaction so i think of like stuckness is is um you know being being really unsatisfied or discontent with where i'm at in some area of my life in relation to where i think i need to be or should be or or whatever so that's maybe not even always healthy because sometimes i think uh for for me like that stuckness comes from this comparison game that i play with other people oh yeah and so i feel stuck because i'm not like shane or luke or or whoever um my life doesn't look that way my family's not as as fun or you know crazy or whatever um, it, and so it's like this how do we deal with disappointment how do we how are we mm. shaping what we care about how are we you know so I think the the work that we're talking about doing over all of these episodes that we've recorded in the last six months or so um, it's really important to to have strong language and a strong idea of what do we want our upshot to be yeah in the first place And then I think we start realizing, okay, when I, when I have felt stuck, is it because I'm trying to pursue that or is it because (coughs) I've been derailed and I'm distracted or I'm looking at something else or I'm trying to be somebody else or whatever. And so there's a, you know, I think you can dig into, it can get pretty deep digging into that. But, um, at the end of the day, like for me right now, I just left my job six weeks ago. Yeah. And, and I realized like when I focused out in the last couple of years at my professional experience, I have been, I have felt stuck more often than I've felt deeply fulfilled and, mm. and, and satisfied. And, um, I had to make a change. Eventually the discomfort of being stuck was less than that discomfort of knowing that I'm wa- I, you know, I feel like I'm wasting potential or sure. I'm <coughs> not living into my gifts fully or, um, you know. What pursuing the, that thing that I, I think I need to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what do you say, though, to the the dad that's listening that can relate to this idea of being stuck and has thought through, you know, I have clarity around what I think my upshot is or my wife and I have put together what we, we want our upshot, upshot to be. But sometimes we have <coughs> jobs, we have responsibilities that require us to take care of our family, yeah. but what we do at that job may not um, scratch the itch or check the box that says you are moving towards your upshot. You understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what if our we get, we feel a lot of discontentment in in what we do, job wise? But some guys, you know, may not be in a place where they can just say, "Hey, I right, I'm going to leave or I'm going to quit," because that. That might not be possible for a lot of guys who are listening right. and i've I, you know i've met with a lot of men that this is the thing that like i feel a lot of dissatisfaction lack of contentment lack of purpose in what i do yep between the hours of eight and five at work
0: yeah yeah i actually have a good friend that who's saying the same thing this last month um i want to do this i want to go my i you know i'm professionally <laughs> gifted in this area yeah but right now I'm in a season where I am working this job that I never thought I would be in. I'm I'm managing people and things that I I don't really care to do. It Mm. stresses me out, but I'm in a season where our family is growing and this is, this is what's been provided to me and it, and and I'm able to provide for my family and like, this is, this is what I got to do, you know? Um, and, and I would say the same, so there may be seasons where we have to just, uh, you know, I want to say suffer a little bit, but there's some suffering there. There's some, just, there's some discomfort. Um, and I think that also applies to like our kids. We have seasons that are just super uncomfortable. You know, one of my stories of stuckness today I wanted to share was when we added our second child, Lucy, um, she cried for nine months, like almost nonstop. I'd come home from work. Just would pass over a crying baby to mm-hmm. me, and I, and I, I literally believe this kid does not like me because she just screams in my face. And we didn't know how to get unstuck from that place sure. of like, how do you parent this Whew. this infant that is fed, cared for, clean? Um, is sometimes sleeping, doing everything we can to control that environment, and yet is just not cooperating. And um, that's a tough. Pl- you know, yeah. it's really easy for your mind to deteriorate into places of like, how do we? What are we doing wrong? What we are not enough. I'm stuck. This is never going to end. Um, and you know, and there's just seasons where we have to just live through that discomfort. I think suffer through it. And um, that doesn't mean I don't think that we don't try to make changes. But sure, um, it, it it doesn't get solved overnight. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And I
1: think there are situations where, like, you that's a. That is a scenario that I think a lot of dads with young kids can relate to <clears throat> and I you know, I want to encourage men and dads like when you get to a place where you you're You're empathizing with Kyle because you know what it's like to have a really young child that either is wrestling with You know the symptoms of being colic can't sleep. Well, no matter what we try things just aren't working I think we sometimes believe that, oh, we should be able to figure this parenting thing out on our own. Yeah. Or we say things, hey, our friends have figured this out. Why can't we figure this out? Right. Or we're failing if we ask someone to help us figure this out. Right. And I want to challenge men to have the courage to invite somebody in to say, because sometimes we get like the, the, the emotions just being exhausted and tired and run down. And sometimes we just can't process what's really going on. And sometimes we just need... Someone mm-hmm. else to step in and just tell us like, hey, this moment or this journey through suffering yeah. is temporary and you guys have got this. Yeah. And just, you know, long story short, encouraging men in situations like the one you described, it is, it is not a failure to ask for help yeah. or to invite someone in. It actually sometimes takes courage yeah. to do that. It takes a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and that courage will come after you say, help me. Like that, that will fuel you, that will energize you more. Um,
1: Well, how do we get men to say like when you, that, that, that statement, I need help. I think a lot of us equate to failure and and not equate to courage. Hmm. And how do we tell ourselves it's not failure to say, I need help. It's, it's an, an act of courage to say, I need help. And take on that perspective. I think that will help yeah. a lot of men get unstuck in certain situations.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And, and I think that is like a, it's almost like a cheat code to oh, life. yeah. Right? It's yeah. not just unstuck. That's in everything. Like at work or at, with our finance, whatever it is that we're, the challenge is like, okay, no, this is not a, this is not a, me f- failing. Even the idea of failing. Failing is a learning opportunity. Sure. And so we just have to change all. It's all a, it's all mind game. Yeah. It's all how we're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, if we can rewrite that story a little bit. And I think the other thing with these seasons of, like, being stuck and asking for help, sometimes it's like, again, the, the, the getting out of that season it may be a six-month year. It may be a yes. really long journey, but the power of asking for help or to take one step to yes. get help or to change something is, um, you know, it's like, tr- you know, training for a marathon. You know, I'm, I'm a runner. So, like, the idea, like, part of my well, a season of life where I felt stuck was, like, in movement. Like, I was just stuck on the couch, literally. I yeah. could not move. I couldn't run around the block w- with without v- wanting to vomit, yeah. you know. Um, but one day of trying that, it's like, yeah. okay, well, I, I'm, I'm a really, really long way from, from running a marathon. But... I'm a whole lot more likely to try again tomorrow. Sure. And, and to and, and now all of a sudden, like the perspective changes, the the stuckness, those feelings of of um, the low feelings, yeah. the unwanted emotions, they start to subside. And, uh, and yeah. You, yeah. You start feeling like okay, well, you're building confidence, you're building momentum, and it's a lot easier to 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 get a little bit more help.
1: I you just know, yeah. um, like how you said like take action or you yeah. take steps. And sometimes I think, I know looking back and reflecting on moments that I felt like I was stuck, sometimes I think we will take a drastic step or we don't take a step because the step in front of us that we think we need to take is too too, too big. Yeah. yeah, like if, if I have a lack of contentment in my day job, the only step that I might be able to think is going to get me out of where I'm at is I have to leave this Yeah, line of work and go do something else. There was a, I worked in for a company, uh, called NOV for 15 years in the oil industry. And I had a variety of roles in that, in that company. And there was, uh, early on in my career there, it was more technical what I did. Mm. I was, uh, (laughs) uh, they called me a software engineer, but I wasn't a software engineer (laughs) loosely. Yes. Um, uh, I uh, I was a product line manager, so I was responsible for a software application and um, during those two roles, I experienced a season where I felt very stuck yeah. that this job lacked purpose. I was not motivated to get out of bed. Why do I feel so much frustration and come home depressed because this job is providing for my family. Mm -hmm. Um, There are other aspects of this job that I really enjoyed, but there was this discontentment. And the the obvious step was, I have to get out of this place as quickly as possible. It was funny, because at the same time, (coughs) I was volunteering at, at our church, North Point, and I was taking this assessment that was trying to help me understand how God has wired me, or how I'm wired as an individual. And after taking this assessment, we had this, this conversation with like a coach who would step us through our assessment results. And this coach was asking me questions about, Hey, what do I do yeah. for work? Yeah. And I told her, Hey, I'm a product line manager. And most of my time is spent in spreadsheets, um, technical conversations with software engineers. And, and she, I'm so thankful she said this. She's like, how much time do you spend with people? And I'm like, "Mm, maybe 10% of my day. And she she showed me through my results, she's like, you are wired for relationships. And you are going to experience discontentment Mm. in a role where you're just focused on tech, software. And it's funny, At that moment, there was a job opportunity that came up in that company in an area that I was like, there's no way I would do that. It was a manager of a group of people and I would never have considered it until I recognized that I was wired to do something like that. So I applied for the job, got the job, and it was was the best time at that employer was, hey, I got to spend my time. Just managing people, and that's what I was wired to do. And yeah. you know, sometimes if we feel stuck in our current uh, job, my encouragement is is to challenge men to like, hey, do you know what you're wired to do? Right. And that doesn't mean you need to go find that job to do it. I think sometimes we can we can find opportunities to. Um, Utilize our wiring in mm-hmm. our job. Like let's say that job wasn't available There were still opportunities for me as a product line manager to find more time being with people at work,
0: right? And to be more intentional with that time yes to focus on it to prioritize it. Yeah, absolutely
1: so I think sometimes we can get stuck when we don't feel like yeah. We're living out the way we've been designed the way we're yeah. wired.
0: Yeah, I think A trend that I've noticed with with other guys, too, is this feeling of stuckness also coincides with, like, our lack of control or our lack of... um, It feels like these things are happening to us. Well, this is my job. I have to to manage the product or product line or whatever in software. I can't focus enough on people. Like, we put it on other people. We blame this. I think there's a... We have to push through that those emotions of like, I'm stuck and it it has to be somebody else's fault. Sure.
1: Like we don't have to try, we don't have to (laughs) work at blaming somebody. No, it just Blame comes
0: naturally. It does. And and until we realize like, okay, it doesn't matter how I got here. Like I'm, I have to take responsibility for getting unstuck and I love it too. It doesn't have to be the drastic, like I'm out quitting my job, spend six months figuring out what, you know, what's next. It can just be, Hey, let me just make some small, take some small actions here. Gets a little bit of help to understand how I can be a little bit more fulfilled mm-hmm. um, doing what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: It's good. And I think that applies to, you know, we, it's, it feels a little drastic, but that's marriage. Mm-hmm. That's for our kids. That's our finances. That's, you know, we do that in all these areas. Yeah.
1: I think, too, we can get, we can get stuck. With, I think you kind of talked about it a little bit, unmet expectations. Mm-hmm. Whether it's expectations with our spouse expectations with our kids expectations mm-hmm. with our job expectations with the size of our house whatnot I mean yeah. and we have to be careful when we have expectations that are unmet are they realistic expectations? Yeah. Um, and th- those are things that sometimes when you talk through with others So I want to ask you a question that I don't think was necessarily on our list I'm gonna sure. surprise you a little bit challenge yeah. you what what are the what are the things not to do when you're feeling stuck?
0: Yeah, I, well I, from personal experience, when I feel stuck, the things I wish I hadn't done is like put my head in the sand, like ignore mm. the problem. Sure, I B- think that's binge watch Netflix, <laughs> binge, binge Netflix, and overindulge, yeah, in in whether it's sugar, alcohol, other stuff,
1: pursue pleasure somewhere else. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep, numb numb with pleasure. Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, when when we feel stuck at home, there's a temptation to like not want to be home, so let's work a little bit later. You know, yes. or there is a, Hey, well, let's commit in other areas. Uh, when we feel stuck, you know, uh, you know, I think our wives even feel when we feel stuck in an area then we just fill ourselves with other commitments, other work, other busyness yeah. so that we don't think about that. Um, I think that's like the number one, Well, for me, that's my number one thing sure. yeah, I have to pay attention to. And it's become a warning flag for me in my life of like when I am binging Netflix, when I'm just going through you know, one series into the next, I have to sit there and think about what am I avoiding right now? Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. What mm. am I avoiding? And there's probably something that I'm avoiding that I, I feel some sort of stuckness in or mm. discontentment in that I don't want to deal with. That's really healthy, Kyle. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, um, so I think that to me is, is, um, is one thing that I would say don't do. Yeah. Or pay attention to. Maybe it's just a warning flag, just like your emotions, sure. you know. um, I think another thing is like, we, you kind of referenced it. The temptation can be just to swing the entire other way and just like make drastic Yeah. Don't do decisions. anything drastic. Um,
1: buy that really nice car you've always hoped to have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't
0: feel like I'm quite satisfied with where, li- where I'm at in life. Let's go get a new yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> That'll just fix yeah, it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what, what, what should we do? When we feel stuck.
0: Yeah. You know, I think you referenced it too, like sitting across from somebody and just saying, hey, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah. What would you say to me? (laughs) Like, do you have advice or have you been here? What, you know, so asking, just asking for clarity. Sometimes it's like, even I don't, in our stuckness, we don't even have the clarity to fully see the, the full picture. So getting some, some perspective I think is, is a really helpful Starting place.
1: I also think it's important just to just to take that one step farther Further it's one thing to be transparent with another individual to say hey I feel like I'm stuck and we want the kind of friends that will empathize with us and understand our stuckness And we don't necessarily want friends who will always try to fix things We want them just to feel what we're feeling and let us know at times that it's gonna be okay, but sometimes are we willing to have the courage to give someone permission yeah. to, you know, once we've pulled back the curtain of our life and they can see where we've placed the furniture in our living room, right? and sometimes our emotions or the things that we're experiencing prevent us from seeing the best way to lay out the furniture. Are we gonna allow somebody to come in and not just look at where the furniture is placed, but actually help us move it yeah. around? Like things like finances. If if someone, like when I'm in a situation where our finances are, are just a mess,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, am I willing to show someone my budget? Right. That takes a ton of courage. Yeah. But I might not be able to get unstuck unless I not just tell someone right. about my financial challenges, I give them, I actually. Show them my financial challenges and give them permission to speak yeah. into my decisions that I'm making with my finances.
0: It's good, which is scary. It is scary, it, and um, something that you, I don't, you you probably realize it, but like the the trust that you've created with this person or these people is is a lot. Of, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Like you've you've laid a foundation. Sure. You've you've laid some groundwork for that, and so I think for for guys who don't have that person, they can just say like. Um, you know, part of getting unstuck or part of like breaking patterns where I keep feeling like I'm in ruts in Mm -hmm. the different areas of my life is, is like, how do I proactively start investing in relationships to where I can't, I can't show them my budget today, sure, but I think I could six months from now, like, this is the type of person that I want to be able to pursue that. And so, and instead, and this is where we get stuck as men, like it, it is easier. It would be easier for us as men, this is weird. I don't know. You might fire me from doing the podcast. Like, it's easier to go get a girlfriend than oh, it is sure. to go get another, uh, uh, make a friend with another yes. with another man um, who you feel like you can trust to to rearrange the furniture in in the living room of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, like, proactively, like, if you if you if you're tired of being stuck, then how do you go pursue relationships with other men, fathers, like, who who you can see yourself. Mm living life with you know one author that of a book that i've read that we've read you know who do you want to sign treaties with in Mm, life yes like who are you going to go to war with because it's hard yeah you're going to confront all kinds of 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 temptations and battles and ups and downs and whatever else in this journey and marriage and family Mm. and life and um you gotta have men uh who who you're willing to invite into to doing that with yeah and um that I think is such a power, like such a powerful, um, thing to start pursuing. And again, you could, st- it can start with like, Hey, I just want to pursue a relationship with you yeah. because <laughs> I'm stuck.
1: Which could be the scariest thing it, a guy it, could it, ever say to another guy.
0: It will be. Yeah, it will be. I remember I did it, uh, you know, and it was like, Hey, it, the story I'm telling myself right now is like, you don't have time for me Yeah, and that you don't you're going to think I'm needy or what, like those are all of the stories that kept me from having a conversation with somebody for, for months.
1: I wish we would done as men would understand that those, that those feelings or those thoughts or those voices that we're listening to are, are probably the exact same things that that other guys feel. feeling. Yeah, he was like, yeah,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. I, I've been putting this that's conversation right. off too.
1: Kyle doesn't have time for me. <laughs> yeah. is exactly the same feeling that you have about him. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to the guy that's stuck, I would say like, like you, you do have control over who you're pursuing yeah, and the type of relationship that you want to have with, with, with other men in your life that can lead you to a place where you can really be vulnerable to, to like get into some of the, the weeds of, of doing some real work yeah. to, to, to not be stuck, to be free yeah. and to be, um, purpose driven and yeah. Um, full.
1: Yeah. That's I think good. there's, there's two other types or two other. Relationships that I want to encourage men to, to have conversations with when they feel stuck I think we as men need to have conversations with ourselves. I I've personally. I, I never take enough time for reflection mm. when I feel stuck I'm just going like I'm doing I'm distracting. I'm numbing. I'm be, I'm busy I'm yep. doing other things that I think might make me feel unstuck, but it's not gonna happen and so I want to challenge men to to take time to reflect on what they're feeling emotion-wise And what is the source of those feelings? Why do I feel stuck? Actually start. It's usually not one thing.
0: Yeah.
1: It's usually a job and finances or a job and my relationship with my son or a job and like it's not so actually take some time to, to write it down, to, to think through your feelings. I know we as men will, Mm -hmm. will utilize, I am frustrated, angry, or tired. Like those are the emotions we, we know how to express, but I think we need to express other emotions and really kind of. Identify the source not the symptoms of our emotions and it starts with naming our emotions and going from there I think another relationship that we need to pursue and have conversations with when we feel stuck is our heaven is our Heavenly Mm -hmm. Father Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important that we as men really Challenge our thinking on how we view our Heavenly Father and how We think our Heavenly Father views us. Yeah, I think we can get to a place when we're stuck when we think God is on the other side of our stuckness waiting for us to get our act together yeah. and he's got his arms crossed saying, Hey, once you get out of your unstuckness, I'll be happy with you. Right. And I'm here to like live. A real. But in honesty, our heavenly father is right beside us and wants us to process these raw emotions and the frustration, and the anger we feel of being stuck. And he's actually more delighted with us than he's ever going to be. Every single day of our life, whether we're stuck or not stuck, yeah. And so, as men, what does it look like to have a relate to have a conversation with our heavenly Father in that stuckness?
0: Yeah, I know that um, it's very easy for us to allow our view of ourselves mm. for us to to put that on God, and this is how God sees me too. Yes. If I'm disappointed with myself if I'm calling myself a fraud or a failure or whatever. Then, like, well, that's ultimately. I'm going to carry that same thing or like versus going back to the truth of, well, no, what does, how does God see me? That's and so good. how do I allow that to help unlock, mm. unlock me, um, to redeem, to help yes. me to, to fix this, to repair it. Yeah. And the other thing about the emotions too, I think is, um, as we're doing that aware and reflecting into the awareness of like, what am I actually feeling is a big part of getting unstuck in <laughs> a big part of this journey in our aware, emotional awareness is like, we have to own those. Those are ours. Mm-hmm. I, shame does not make me angry. <laughs> I have to own my yes. anger. Yes, yes. You know, and it's good. Th- when we start doing those things, we we start changing those little things that we think and, and the believe, that's where I think we start feeling momentum. Yeah. So changing the way we think about how God sees us, changing the way that we <laughs> view our emotions, changing yeah. the way that we... View the relationships with other men and and people in our lives those are the small little things that I think will add up Powerfully powerfully. Yeah to 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 shape our lives. Yeah for the better
1: I can't remember the quote exactly, but I think it was something like our our life is 10% or 10% of our life is what happens to us. Yeah 90% of our life is how we respond to it. Mm. So how we respond when we feel stuck. How we respond when we think our Heavenly Father is not happy with us. How we respond when expectations aren't
0: met. Yep. It's good.
1: Did we did we answer all the questions I, well, that we I had? Don't,
0: I don't know, but it, I feel like it was a, a pretty productive conversation. Hopefully. For me, at yeah. least. So what's something you're taking away today?
1: Uh, never borrow a free boat. <laughs> <laughs> And take it that's out a of the lake one. in Texas. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's just not a good idea. Yeah. So what okay. about you?
0: Don't mix uh, Frito pie and uh, s'mores. <laughs> yeah, Easy. 100%. Avoid that.
1: Yeah. Actually, something, something more serious that I learned, Kyle, was, you know, I was encouraged and motivated by what you said when you talked about, like, taking small steps. Because there are moments when I feel stuck. There's something that I'm, I'm, I'm stuck with right now, mm-hmm. and I, I always I get caught in I've ne- I need to take a really big step. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just need to stop, reflect, and I just need to choose a smaller step because they're there. Yeah. And until I take those small steps... I will continue to feel stuck. So, thank you for encouraging me to take little steps.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're welcome.
1: With my little legs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't even have to make fun of you. You just do it to yourself. I told you,
1: my my desire in life is if I can make fun of myself first, other people can't make fun of me for those things. Whether that's a healthy way of approaching life or not,
0: I'm not sure. It's been good, Shane. Yeah, thank you. It's been a great show, and uh, can't wait for the next one.
1: Yeah, guys, we'll see you next month. Bye. Dads, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Upshot. Um, Wherever you are, Kyle and I hope you got something out of it. Know that you're not alone in this journey called fatherhood. And we want to encourage you to hit that like button, subscribe button, or whatever button is in front of you with the technology you're using. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on The Upshot. I can't say no at home, so I can only say no here. (laughs) Get it in. What did you say to me? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. We didn't have that recording, did we? Oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> do you really? Are you recording? Uh, good. Well, that was before I moved the mic. <laughs>